1: Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023.
2: Here's Jeff Geldner, who's oh, good us. company. Keep the music uh, playing. From the, from the Jayhawks uh, television <laughs> network.
1: Hey, Jeff, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you guys doing?
2: We're uh, hanging in there. So I mentioned before we went to break, this Big 12 is crazy. Kansas at (laughs) uh, five and three. Houston, which is starting to flex some muscle. And I I guess if there are teams that you would look at as being potentially those who could maybe stake a claim, it would be Houston and Kansas. And coincidentally, uh, they play on uh, Saturday. Uh, So what what do you make of the Big 12 so far?
1: Well, um, uh, parody probably doesn't quite do it justice. I also think it's a little bit early in the, in the way that this, the schedule works out as far as who plays whom and, and who has to play them twice. I think that's going to play a big role in all of this. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough conference. It, it's a deep conference. I don't know that you could say that there is a, a clear-cut favorite, but you're right. I mean, um, Houston is one of those teams, you know, preseason – you know, top five, top ten, depending on which poll, they've got they've got real men on that team, and and recent history shows that Kelvin Sansom gets them to play hard, so it's uh, it's not going to be easy, but it never is. So it seems like kind of in in the NBA, and when you get to February, you pretty much are what you are. There, is, it's really hard to move up or down in the standings. Um, I'm just using that as a reference point. Do you think there, that could be similar in the Big 12, or do you think we'll see a lot of movement over this last uh, month and a half or so? Or do, you, or also, do you feel like we we have kind of a separation line? We know who's good and who's not good. Uh, well, I think there's a separation line, and, and I haven't looked at today's standings, but but it, the last time we were on air, I think I think once you get kind of below Baylor, you're probably not going to win the conference. But just because you're not probably going to win the conference doesn't mean you can't play a major role in who does. Um, Now, that being said, there's about six or seven teams that are at Baylor's level or above record wise. Um, And not to mention you've got the TCUs and and some of the teams that are just below that in Texas that are, that are very capable. I think what you're going to see is uh, the ongoing carnage of who you play and where, and you better show up that night. And it's also, you know, not to over, overly simplify, it's a make-or-miss sport. You know, we've watched uh, the Jayhawks turn some 20% shooters into 50% shooters, and we've also seen it go the other way. And any given night, you're not really sure what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, I, I think the cream is definitely up there. There are some, prizing, some surprising teams as well. Um, and it's really going to come down, I think, to, you know, the schedule. And, and obviously the j is very heavily backloaded, if you will.
2: Jeff Geldner is our guest. We're talking uh, KU basketball. He's part of their television network. So we all know the Blue Bloods in college basketball. We've always known that Kansas is one of those. I don't know if this is a good question or not, but in this <laughs> new day and age of transfer portal NIL, all this movement in college basketball, uh, are there still going to be blue bloods in a, in a few years, or is a parity in this uh, game going to overtake that?
1: Well, I think, you know, the quote-unquote blue bloods are the schools that have been there forever. Um, and, and really, who do you put in there? You put KU, North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky. I mean, and then where do you go from there? Is Michigan State still a quote-unquote blue blood? I don't know that you can really say that they are, and Kentucky hasn't won anything in a decade. Um, so um, you could argue that parity is already here, um, and you could argue that you, know, you look at some of the recent struggles, if you will, of, of uh, North Carolina and even Duke at times, um, but they're they're, right, they're going to be right there every year. NIL is going to have a big role in that. If they don't get control of that, that plays a major role. Um, but blue blood or not, I don't think it really has that much bearing, not near as much bearing, if you will, on recruiting. Kids are going to go where they can get paid. Um, those that are ready for the NBA are going to be there one year and move on. I think what's going to be harder to do is to, is to say – um, we built a program to try to build a program from scratch um, or to say, oh, we have a great, like, like Oklahoma State, we've got, a, we've got a bunch of young, good players. They just need, they just need time. Well, they're not going to get it. Those kids are going to get frustrated. They're going to go somewhere where they want to win. They're going to be one year and gone. You just don't have the time to build a program like you used to because the kids are just too, they're too transient. So we kind of know the, the top four uh, for KU. Is, is Johnny Furphy, how, how entrenched do you think he is in, in the starting lineup? What is his ceiling this, this season moving forward? And do you think uh, overall uh, Bill Self has found the right mix and the right rotations? Well, I think he has definitely found the right mix and rotation. It wasn't for a lack of trying, I think, coming into the year. Um, you know, I've, I've been a believer that he would be the, Furphy would be the difference maker. Um, now to what level that, that takes KU, who knows? You could argue that right now behind, um, you know, behind Hunter Dickinson, he's the most consistent offensive performer in terms of being able to knock down a shot, finish on the break. Now he's not Kevin McCuller defensively. He's not Kevin McCuller from a, from a toughness and, and intangible wise. Cause he just isn't, he doesn't have that experience, but in terms of making a shot, making winning plays, you know, rebounding on both ends, um, you know, the only thing that holds him back is just learning how to defend, you know, the smaller player without using his hands and, and still playing to his strength, which is being six nine and long. I love the kid. You know, I, I hate to think that this is our only shot of having him this one year, but there's, there's a lot of draft boards out there that are starting to list him, and that's unfortunate.
0: Well, and
2: KU's 5-3, and three, not terrible, but we're not used to seeing KU have three losses this early in the season. Where do you see KU right now as a team? Are they going to get better? Is it just Big 12? But where do you see KU where maybe they're struggling a little bit, where they're strong?
1: It's a great question, and, and I think depending on the day and, and where you want to come at it, there isn't really one answer because, you know, in general, they're scoring the basketball okay. Um, you know, the, the games that they've lost, unfortunately, two of them they should not have lost, and that's something the Bill Self teams t- traditionally don't do. Traditionally, they go to Central Florida, and when they're up 16, they're going to win that game but we turned it over and, and let them back into the game. And, and I think lack of depth plays a little bit into that, You know, maybe fatigue. You know, this team, generally, a Bill Self team, would not go and lose to a, a somewhat depleted West Virginia team. And so what that does is puts a whole lot more pressure on having to go on the road to a Baylor or a, or a Houston or those types of teams and steal some wins. And then, obviously, you've got to hold serve at home. Do I... If you go player by player, would I trade our, our five guys for five guys or, or anybody on anybody else's team? No, I wouldn't. I think we've got a great five players, if you will. When they, when they play smart, when they take care of the ball, um, we're getting nothing off the bench. Um, if we're going to do anything postseason, one would think we've got to get some sort of production um, out of El Marco Jackson. Um, Bill is still, and, and, and although I probably wouldn't tell you otherwise, Bill is very high in private conversations on Nick Timberlake. He feel like, feels like he's right there, ready to make a kind of a breakout, if you will. Um, but if you look around college basketball, and we say this, I've been saying this for several years and, and so have others, it's, nobody's perfect. Everybody's got problems. The question is, what are, you, what are you lacking on a given night, and are, do you have guys that can make up for it with toughness, with rebounding, with the intangibles? And unfortunately, the J. had those two games where nobody did, and it's putting a lot of pressure on the, on the remaining part of the schedule um, as it gets a little bit tougher. You can't have any more slip-ups, or it's going to be a big road to hope.
2: Jeff Geldner, our guest from the KU Television Network. So let's get back to this Houston game because it's probably the most, it's got to be the most intriguing game of the weekend. Houston is giving up 53 points per game. I have You almost have to blink to make sure you're right on that. Their opponents are shooting 35.5%, just 28% from the three-point line. They have a, an unbelievably talented set of guards. On both ends of the court, uh, what are you expecting? What what's KU going to do to try to combat this uh, relentless defense that Kelvin Sampson's going to throw at them?
1: Well, if you look across college basketball, and, I'm, and I'll you know I won't be too long-winded here, offense is is not easy to find all the time. There are way too many games in the fifties and sixties because kids are taking bad shots. You don't have as many good shooters, and you know the defense has gotten a lot better and you know, there's a lot of inconsistencies, if you will, in how the game is being called. But I'll take Hunter Dickinson scoring the basketball against about anybody in terms of seven foot two. Now, they've got some long athletes, and that typically gives him problems. So how you score, you get out in transition, you score early, you move the basketball. Um, you know, Iowa State was only giving up 51, 52 points at home all year, and we went in there and gave them 75. The problem was we gave we, they scored 80. Um, so the bigger concern with us, for me anyway, is not so much can we score enough points, as can we stop them, and, and how often does our poor offense, meaning a turnover or an ill-advised shot, turn into an easy run out for the other team, and then obviously you hope that you don't have, you know, the injury with McCuller, we'll see, you don't have foul trouble, that kind of a thing, because there's just not a lot of depth to go to, but um, You know, Houston plays tough, um, and and that's kind of the staple of the Big 12 right now. You've got a lot of teams that can guard, um, and you're going to have to knock down some shots when you're open because the opportunities aren't going to be very plenty.
2: Well, it's going to be a heck of a game. 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon up at Allen Fieldhouse, uh, Houston and Kansas. All right. Thank you, Jeff. We always appreciate
1: your time. No problem. You guys have a good day. Thank you.